Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee Combos podcast, where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm so excited because we're here at Gold Standard Studios again, and sitting next to me is Chris Waters, the architect of Constructed Adventures. Welcome. Hi there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. I really appreciate you coming out and squeezing in the time because I know you're just like super busy and I'm really stuck to have you because I feel like we've crossed paths and really have like a few mutual friends, including Sam. Love you, Sam. Love you, Samantha. <laughs> um, but welcome. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you so it's, it's exciting to be on here. I've listened to a bunch of the episodes, and I really thank like you. the conversations and the people and what they inspire. And so I'm just hoping I can add to the great oh, repertoire of, of interviewees that you've had so far. <laughs> I appreciate that. So for those who don't know who you are and what you do as the architect for Constructed Adventures... Yeah, so people hire me for seemingly serendipitous perfect days. Um, Wow, I do. Yeah, (laughs) it's that's the really grandiose version of it. I uh, if you wanted to get it real stripped down, a lot of people say scavenger hunts. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that cheapens it a little bit, but it gets the the point across. Um, I try to create a day where the world revolves around someone. I do a lot of marriage proposals or uh, surprise parties. Um, Sometimes I'll do the corporate team building things. I'm not a huge fan of them but just depending on where they send me um absolutely i will i will take part in that i'm doing one in january in hawaii and so wow. that was just there was no conversation it was like all right just please tell me what your budget is and let's just get me to hawaii for a couple of weeks so i can run this thing but wow. yeah i'm just like so mind them because like even <laughs> off air we're like talking about all these things and i'm like i don't even know where to start no but um i would love to hear how you even got into creating these like adventure experiences and because you said you're on adventure number yeah i just did number 45 wow yep so each adventure is special to me um this one was adventure number 45 the ballad of maddie d which i actually did for maddie d who does another podcast as well he and i became friends because he invited me on his podcast and now we've been really good friends ever since for getting close to about a year so it was his birthday and his girlfriend reached out, and I was like, oh, oh my so gosh. Cool. Yeah. So he got intercepted at his CrossFit gym with a waxed envelope <laughs> and sent, he got GPS coordinates, sent him to this area in Mission Bay where there was a monocular and a compass and um, an envelope and a kayak. And he looked on the compass in a certain direction through the monocular, and there was a treasure chest out on an island in Mission Bay, and he had to kayak out there and get it. Eventually sent him home where he gets the treasure chest open and it just says there's a black Escalade waiting outside. The driver knows where to go next and it kind of sent him bouncing around through town, which ended with a big surprise for his 30th birthday. Oh, that is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so that's kind of a flavor of what I do. Uh, It started as a gift. um, For the Reddit Secret Santa gift exchange for anybody that's not familiar with Reddit. I think it's the number seven most popular website in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like a massive message board that consists of tiny little communities. And there's a community for literally everything. There's one for podcasting. Guarantee you there's one for coffee. There's one for people <laughs> that play the ukulele. There's one for uh, corgi butts. There's one for every <laughs> sports team, every city, every political way you could lean. And there's one for a Secret Santa gift exchange where every year about 100,000 people sign up. Uh, You get matched on the 25th of November. You have to have a gift shipped to your giftee, I think, by like the 15th or the 20th of December. Um, You are given a giftee 
and their likes and interests and their Reddit profile. And if they want to link social media or anything, um, they can. And then somebody else in the world gets you. I always opt to stay within the continental United States because I didn't want to spend $100 shipping something to Australia or Japan. Um, and it's an amazing thing. And Snoop Dogg does it and Bill Gates does it. Yay. I think Ellen does. There's a lot of celebrities and just tons of people do it. And people have shipped some really cool stuff. The first year I was given 10 pounds of gourmet gummy bears and a scented candle. And <laughs> since then I've given and received some amazing things. And back in uh, 2015, uh, I signed up and I got matched and I looked at my gifty and I Googled his address because the first thing I do is just throw the address into Google, just see where it is. And he was 21 minutes away. And I sat down. I was like, okay, I have this really, really cool opportunity to do something really, really cool. And I thought about it for a while as to whether or not I should try to pull off something spectacular with you know this gifty because in the past they were in Georgia or in Texas or in New York. Um, and uh, I messaged him anonymously through the platform, which you can do, uh, just kind of gauging to see if he would be interested in some type of crazy day. Mm -hmm. And he really responded well. And so I just made sure that him and his girlfriend took one of these two weekends completely open. Uh, and I started figuring out how to send him on this you know, treasure hunt, this scavenger hunt to find his gift. And it just kept getting bigger. And I was like, okay, well, what if what if they go to this area at the statue and there's an envelope with two tickets to the zoo and a bunch of clues to different animal pens and they use the plaques and the pens to decode a message? Okay, that's awesome. All right, well, that's, you know, 40 bucks a person. So it's, you know, 80 for them and then another 40 for me to yeah. get in and scout. And then I was like, okay, what if I send them to a restaurant where the server says everything's already been paid for, order whatever you want. And then, you know, here's the next place. Wow. And like, oh, there's this mirror maze over here. So I could buy three tickets and have somebody planted in the middle of the mirror maze to hand off the next instructions which unlock a box with he had with photos from the top of a hike and so basically sent them to this ridiculous day um and i had a lot of friends that said this is really cool like this is a great idea you might want to start a business but i had one acquaintance who's now one of my best friends who sat me down the day of and said this is a spectacular idea you're going to start a business i'm going to build your website what's your business name and i was like uh, i don't know constructed adventures and he googled it perfect bought the url I'll make a page because I had no idea. I didn't know how to do business or anything. Yeah. I didn't even know how to do adventures. I just did this cool <laughs> thing for this person. And um, I met the gifty at the end and his girlfriend. And of course they were blown away because the, the recommended budget for these is like $20. Holy like shit. you ship a gift. You should, you know, pay $20. Yeah. yeah. And it ended up being like, I, th I didn't count. I didn't count out how much it was, but I think it probably ended up being a couple hundred at least. Totally. Um, just was like meal, mirror maze, boxes, envelopes, um, zoo, gas, all of that. So probably at least three, four, four hundred dollars at cost. Wow. Um, but I was making good money, so whatever, it was fine. <laughs> and clearly, it started a business, so it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he was blown away when he ended up posting his gift on Reddit. Uh, I remember he texted me the night of. And because we still keep in touch, he lives in Las Vegas now. I might actually That's go visit so him. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and he said, All right, I'm going to post it. And he posted it. And I couldn't, I didn't even want to look at it. I was just nervous because Reddit's an amazing place, but there's always people that are just kind of shitty. Like they're just mean for the sake of being mean because they're yeah. behind a keyboard. Um, but the response was incredible. And so 
about 20 minutes in, he said, dude, it's climbing. It's got 300 upvotes. The way Reddit works is people post stuff. If people like it, they upvote it. So you can upvote one thing or downvote it once. Um, and then people comment and the comments work the same way. So the most popular stuff keeps getting upvoted to the front page, mm -hmm. which gets seen by millions of people. So he texted me and said, it's climbing. It's climbing up to the front page. Um, and then he said, people are asking questions. You need to get in here. And he's like, hey, do you have a website or anything? And so I linked this empty website with nothing on it. Um, and it's attached to this post that's just skyrocketing to the front page of the internet. Uh, I start getting in the mix and responding and answering questions. And everybody's like, what the hell? Like, how did you do this? Uh, my The co-founder, my good friend who made the website, I had no idea how to get into the back end of this website. He was seeing Star Wars for the first time. So he gets out of Star Wars with his girlfriend and he's got like 26 missed calls and like oh, 15 wow. texts from me. Like the website has nothing on it except like, pictures of Nicolas Cage from National Treasure and a form submission site. <laughs> and so he comes over, we sit at this table and I'm frantically responding to my inbox on Reddit. He is responding to this mountain of emails. I think our page ended up getting like 11,000 hits that night. And, uh, and then we stayed up the entire night. I think I slept for two hours. Next day, it was actually, it was, I was off for Christmas. So I was off from my nine to five job. Parents were coming up. Uh, we were going out to California because I lived at Arizona at the time mm -hmm. uh, to visit my brother and we had a vacation rental and we were doing that. And so I wake up to all these text messages from friends that are like, dude, you're on the front page of Reddit. What What is going on? And then I looked to Jeremiah, my friend, and he said, the news called. Um, they want to interview you. Are and you so I did an interview with the news. <laughs> the whole thing kind of happened again on a local level, but the entire Christmas was completely changed because I'm now working with him trying to sift through all the inbound to actually find people that could hire us, figure out how much we charge, all of these different logistical things. Uh, and it was, a, it was a whirlwind. And so wow. that's how the business started. That is such an insane story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't even know where to begin to unpack this all. Like, yeah. what did you do for your nine to five even? Uh, I worked at Yelp. Uh, first as an account manager. So I essentially just got yelled out on the phones when people were upset about reviews. Oh, totally. Yeah, I know. It was actually all intense. Like it was a great place to work. I, uh, people, their businesses hate Yelp. I can understand why, right? They are at your dirty laundry. I have a Yelp page now, fingers crossed, still five stars doing really well. Um, but I just worked nine to five. It was a great place to work because it allowed me to build this business on the side mm -hmm. and my productivity at Yelp didn't change. They, they were that type of company that said, you do not take your work home even before this. So I would have, you know, I'd get in at eight, I would leave at five or six and that was it. And I had no, there was no questions. Hey, you have to come in on the weekend, nothing like that. And so I could scout one weekend, build the adventure the following week in the evening and then run the adventure the following weekend. And I essentially did that for about a year. Yeah. So when did you take Constructed Adventures full time? Ooh, yeah. Um, so I uh, was doing this and I kind of suspended the business to move out to San Diego because I wanted to get back out to California because Arizona kind of sucks to live in. So actually, that's a lie. Scottsdale is really nice. Scottsdale is really pretty. But if you've ever been to Scottsdale during the summer, oh, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, it is panic inducingly hot outside and you go outside at night and it's like 105 degrees and you're just like how does this work so i got a job with another company which i will not name because it was really really miserable 
And I kind of suspended the business because, you know, everything was going well, getting site traffic. And the moment I change addresses on Google and Yelp and everything, the traffic just kind of drops and everything just kind of. And this new company didn't have the same work-life balance mottos as Yelp did. And so I would go to work and, you know, Yelp basically said, you, we have data mined the amount of work that you can do in 40 hours to be successful. So if you are not able to do this, we're going to talk to your manager, we'll work with you. This new company was basically just like, here's the amount of work you have to do. And quickly learn, if you want to be marginally successful, you need to put in like 50 to 60 hours a week. If you want to excel, you need to put in like 70 or 80. Holy shit. And so you're, you're working really hard. You're taking your work home. You get home and you're exhausted. Uh, and so I'd suspended this business because I was just like gassed when I got home. And I would just go home and just kind of like lay on the sofa and just stare at the wall. Totally. And um, I got to a point where I started, I realized I was starting to get depressed. And I was like, how? Like, I'm ne- I've never been depressed. I've always been super happy and, and doing all these things. And I I always talk about the story because it's that quintessential, like, rom-com moment where the guy's fiance leaves him and he's, like, outside crying in the rain. And then, like, a car splashes him, you know? Oh, totally. And, and I had that point where surfing is what I do to shut off my brain because you're out there and it's really tranquil and peaceful. And even if it's not, you're trying to survive. So you don't have to worry about, like... Oh, what, are they, what if this client doesn't like what I do? No, it's like there's a giant wave coming and I have to get by it um, or try to catch it. And so I was out there surfing. The water was really choppy. There was too many people. And I biffed it on like the first or second wave I tried to catch. The leash, which attaches your board to your ankle, mm-hmm. snapped. Ooh. And the board tumbled in and I had to just swim in and get my board. And I'm sitting on the beach just like, okay. The universe is telling me that like I need to change course right now because nothing is going right. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, everybody has troubles and ups and downs in life, but if you're constantly just hitting roadblocks, like you need to change roads mm-hmm. or do something. So I essentially went in the next day and put in my notice um, at this new job. And I was just like, you know what? If I like just get a part-time job, I'm gonna start building this business up and paying myself, and I'm gonna make it work. Uh, and I'd been doing a couple little adventures here and there. I was at adventure number 17. That was the final one I did before I, um, jumped ship back in last October, not, uh, 2018 and 2017. And I, the next morning I woke up and San Diego Voyager magazine was like, Hey, we want to do a piece on you. Like, here you go. And I was like, this is a sign. <laughs> like nobody had emailed me in a month on my business email. Wow. And all of a sudden I have this. And it felt like the universe is like, this is the right choice. You will be okay. And after that, I just kept getting these huge publicity marketing things that just kind of, I would reach out and they'd be like, yeah, sure. We'd love to have you on our podcast or we'd love to feature you in this. Uh, and the first one happened with NPR with how I built this. Um, I know, right? Well, Guy Raz talks about, you know, he talks to the creators of Instagram and Airbnb. And in the last five minutes, he interviews some schmuck who's working on something. And I was that schmuck. Yay. And that dropped a week before my final day at work because I did a four-week kind of off-board at this company. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting in on Monday and... A couple people knew about it and they'd listen to it because it drops at 9 p.m. 9.01 p.m. Pacific Coast every Sunday night Mm -hmm. is when they drop episodes. And so I listened to it and I was super excited and a little bit nervous because I was talking about the soul-crushing office job. (laughs) Uh, And so I get in a couple other people in the office who were like, "Eh, eh, eh," and I was like, I haven't anything yet. And so I'm constantly just trying to work and my phone starts going off and I see the Constructed Adventures line. I have a Google voice number. So every time somebody calls that number, just Constructed Adventures pops up. And I start to get to a point where I'm like, ah, screw it. This like offboarding isn't as important as like the potential clients I might be getting. And so the 
publicity I got from this spiked and it was about three or 4,000 hits on the website, but a lot of really, really quality clients, I guess, mm-hmm. um, they reached out. And so by the end of the week, I had just the entire next week, I had just calls set up and meetings set up with all these potential clients. And I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how much am I going to charge now, now that I can fly to places instead of drive. Um, and then starting in, you know, basically November was when I flew to my first adventure, which was in San Jose. And then since then, I've just flown all over the country and occasionally to other countries. That is incredible. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So fun fact, you just said right now that you don't have a home. Mm. That is correct. I and my mom is going to hate this when she listens to it. But I like <laughs> saying it because it's kind of funny. I'm technically homeless. Um, I Back in April, I was sitting down and I was like, I am paying so much for rent for my nice little one bedroom in Ocean Beach, which oh, I love man. and miss yeah. a lot. But uh, I realized like, okay, I'm gone for a month to a month and a half because I set up these adventures on tours. So oh, okay. I would do, I would run one in San Diego. And then in February, I went Boston, Philadelphia, New York, DC. Wow. From February 18th, and I didn't get back until March you know, 26th. And so I'm paying fourteen twenty five a month for rent, which actually is pretty good for a one bedroom close to the beach, but still expensive. <laughs> um, and I'm just paying all this money to not be home. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision back in April, I'm just going to chuck everything in storage, um, survive, and then, you know, Worst, worst comes to worst, this will make a great story when I'm on Ellen someday or something like that. Like he tried to, you know, you always hear with the entrepreneurial podcast, like this is what they did to get there. Yeah. They had baseball card binders full of credit cards, right? That's what Airbnb did. I went the opposite direction where it's like, instead of spending a bunch of money, I'm just going to cut out as much of my expenses as possible. Drop it down to like $500 a month between health insurance and, um, Gosh, I, I had some other things that I just pay, you know, car insurance, health insurance, and and that's it. Luckily, mm-hmm. thank you, parents, I'm debt free. Uh, and so if I could bring my expenses down, I don't have to make a ton of money to survive. Totally. And so clients pay for me to fly out. Clients that's pay amazing. for my room and board. And so when I come back here, I'm lucky enough to have friends that are like, yeah, I got a spare bedroom. I got a sofa. And yeah, I'm making it work. That's so cool because even just like having you on this podcast, right? You're like, okay, I'm available these days only. I'm like, well, I guess Wednesday works, you know? Yeah, let's squeeze it real quick. (laughs) Because you're going to be gone after this, right? Like you're leaving. Yeah, I am driving home to my parents' house, taking a little bit of a break because frankly, I'm a little burnt out. I'm starting, Mm -hmm. the grind is starting to take its toll if I'm being completely honest. Uh, And I needed some time. So I, I've declined a whole bunch of adventures which I know, is it makes me feel really big time when I'm like, I just don't want to do this. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. <laughs> Which actually ends up working well because I had one that reached out where they're like, we want you to do this for us in December. And I'm like, I, I don't decline to say I'm booked. I'm already booked out. And they're like, all right, well, can we just grab next December? And I'm like, yes. And at that point- That's amazing. The pricing conversation doesn't matter because I'm I'm squeezing them in. And so that kind of helps me a little bit. Um, just the fact that I do keep it relatively inexpensive compared to what they get. Um, and then just the fact that I'm already booked out so far in advance, it, it puts me in a position of comfort, essentially. I guess you could say power, like I'm in a position of power where I'm able to dictate where I go, mm-hmm. but it's what I want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm driving home and going to take some time off and then I'm going to bounce to a couple different places. I'm 
going to go wherever my Reddit Secret Santa gifty is because that's my tradition every year. That's so cool. My gifty gets an adventure and that's always the goal. Like somebody gets Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates sends Holy him like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars worth of like Xbox stuff in a huge giant plush cat. Um, and you know, Snoop Dogg sends like contraband, right? Or whatever. I give somebody adventure. And so that's that thing where it's like you hit the jackpot because you got the architect. He is going to send you on a day you'll never forget. Uh, and so I've done it three years now. Uh, three years in a row, my gifty, I've either driven or flown out to where they are and I've sent them on a ridiculous day. That is so cool. Typically, yeah. when you plan these adventures, how mm -hmm. long does it take and like, what's your process like? <laughs> so first starts with a conversation. They they email in or sometimes call uh, and then I call them and I chat, make sure that it works and that they understand how much these things cost because like, shit's expensive. Like people don't understand that like just me flying out there is usually a couple hundred dollars. I, mm -hmm. I make it cheap. I, my schedule's flexible and so I can find cheap flights in the Southwest um, and I, if I have friends I can stay with and I stay with them, it's like, perfect. That, you know, saved you a thousand dollars for me staying here for a week. Uh, and then I send them a really in-depth survey about the person. It has everything from like phobias and allergies and like inclinations of talking to strangers or how outside of their comfort zone they'd like. Do they like to do things solo? Do they like quiet, do they like bustle? And then it has everything from a sliding scale you know, from National Treasure with Nick Cage to Hitch with Will Smith. How do you want your adventure? Because I have a lot of people that don't quite know. And, you know, a guy wants to propose to his girlfriend. He thinks that he wants to do something with, like, puzzles and riddles and things like that. But really, like, that's not what she wants. And so there's mm -hmm. a lot of talk to try to make sure that it's something that the player, the person who's going to be thrust into this day, would really love. Because early on, I would have ones where I'd be doing it, and I'd be like, people that hired me would so much rather be on this than like the person who's having fun, but just kind of like going through the day yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're just like <laughs> flipping out behind the scenes and having a great time. So a lot of conversation, a lot of emails back and forth, um, depending on the scope and size of the adventure, some start really, really early on and others I can just kind of put a pin in until I just arrive one to two weeks in advance and mm -hmm. just run the whole thing. Like I'm doing one in Hawaii in January, which is for a bigger company. So it has to be, everything has to be pretty much locked down by the end of November, December, um, because they have all these processes and things. But if I'm helping a guy propose, it's not as big of a deal because, you know, like we'll find a restaurant that won't be a problem a week in advance, you know, lock down these things. You don't have to do nearly as much. And so a lot of it depends on the client, depends on their budget, depends on everything. Uh, but sometimes the first domino will fall a half a year in advance where they'll get, um, you know, one guy got a chest with a practice lock. It was like a clear practice lock and a lock pick set and said, get this open. And it happened on his birthday, which was in April, but I wasn't available until October. And so essentially he finally got this chest open. It's a wax sealed envelope with his name calligraphy on it. And it just says, he opens it up and it says, keep, you know, whatever, Sunday, October 7th. I think that was the date open further instructions to come sincerely the architect. And then, you know, two months later, he's vacationing somewhere and he gets off a boat or a plane with his wife and some random person comes up to him and says, I was instructed to give you this and hands him another wax sealed envelope that says, I haven't forgotten about you. I hope you haven't forgotten about me. Make sure this day is open. And then as it gets that closer, so yeah, cool. then there's more little things that get dropped that prep them to be at this place at this time for this to happen. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's a lot of stuff in advance. Sometimes there isn't. 
Jeez, that is so neat. Were yeah. you always like inclined to do this type of stuff growing up or is, was it just like whatever you just wanted to deliver that experience for yeah. the Reddit? I've had a lot of people and I've had people be like, yeah, Chris loved treasure hunts when he was a kid. And I was like, eh, kind of. My mom sent me on lots of like Christmas morning and I'm pretty sure she just did it. Well, she did it because she's a wonderful human being and shaped who I am. I love you, mom. Um, but she, you know, she would send me on, me and my twin brother on like little hunts throughout the house to find our stockings. And I think it also like it killed 20 more minutes so they could sleep when totally. we wake up at five 30 in the morning and we're like, all right, washing machine, like microwave this. And then I was that kind of person at the office that would like put like googly eyes on everything. So everybody would get into I the office that. and I got yeah. there two hours early and every picture has googly eyes on it. And the ones that would like, I had a friend and uh, my one of my ex-girlfriends, and she just got married. She still talks about like she was constructed adventure number one because it was Valentine's Day and I had class and work all day. And so I'd set up this whole thing where she had all these gifts waiting and she like went from place to place, got a massage and all these things. And then I had a friend who uh, we kidnapped for his birthday. Oh and so it was like that type of stuff, those weird experiences that they wouldn't forget. And that was always the goal is to create a day where someone – We'll never forget it. Uh, the clues and the riddles and stuff just kind of comes because you need to figure out ways to push people along through the day. And mm -hmm. people like challenges sometimes. So it's kind of a mix of both. I love that. That yeah. is so neat. What's been like your favorite experience? Has it been something that's like as small as like, not small as a proposal, but like, like you said, like the, it doesn't take too much versus mm -hmm. like something that's corporate and yeah. maybe requires it has they have their own set of rules yeah yeah corporations have their own set of rules and individuals i love doing individual ones uh just because a they have a better chance of going viral because like some emotional proposals better than just like we had a 30 person team treasure hunt and it was fun um and then but there's just so much more emotion to it you know mm -hmm. that's where you get the tears and it's like this was the best day of my life because the the big group ones are fun, but it's like, yeah, I split everybody into teams. They have all these different checkpoints, but I can't control teams and where they go and when they hit things. So it's just kind of like we do it and we press play and it happens. Mm. But a proposal, it's like there's been conference calls with all of the girls who are going to be her bridesmaids and the groom and his friends and the the agents or actors who I hire throughout the day. And there's planning and it's like, all right, they're going to hire actors. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll hire actors or just theatrically inclined people <laughs> to play a role. You know, if it's like a Harry Potter themed one, you know, somebody comes up in a row with a wand and like, you know, sends them through wow. this thing. But you know, the, the day is scheduled out. So they get intercepted at, uh, the donut shop, right? The the last proposal, or not the second, the second to last proposal I did, she was given this whole story because we had to make sure her nails were done. We had to make sure that she was dressed nicely, right? You have to think about all these things when you're going to mm -hmm. plan these. And so to do that, one of her friends who was getting married said, all right, we're going to go cake tasting today. And then we're actually going to crash a wedding because we were going to check out a venue in action. And so that was the reason why she was dressed in a pretty nice dress. Wow. Um, you know, somebody had made sure that they did nails and did all that. And so they went to this donut shop to uh, taste donuts because I guess the husband's side um, or the groom's side was going to do donuts. And they, you know, I was actually there um, incognito, just sipping coffee and texting, but really just being aware of this and communicating with everybody. And the they went to go pay, and the donut shop person gave them donuts to go, and inside they open it up, and it's a box, and there's these big puzzle pieces and a note that says, you're not actually going cake tasting, you're not 
crashing a wedding, you're going to get inside the limo that's pulling up right now. And then like at that moment, the limo pulls up and there's a big puzzle board with Velcro and each piece had Velcro on the back. And it was like a 30 piece puzzle and the pieces were the size of your hand. And so the purpose of the day was to go from place to place, collecting puzzle pieces and putting together this puzzle. And at every place, another friend was there. So there's a friend in the limo and they go to a lunch place and there's a friend sitting there at lunch and the limo pulls back around and there's another friend. And so there's a lot of logistics with this to create this day where it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, friend number three is getting in the limo now. Now it's waiting for them to come out, texting friend number two, like, hey, I need you guys to be finishing lunch around this time because it's going to take 13 minutes for the limo to get here in current traffic to make sure that if he's going to propose right at sunset, you know, we're pacing for that day. Dang. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. That is insane. Like the detail, like I thought I was organizing a plan, but like the fact that you have to orchestrate all of this behind the scenes and like there's... Like it's timed yeah. and just like everything. That's that's incredible. That's so cool. Question though. Yes. When are you do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I, I do not. No, I am single. Okay. Um, I know. I've had a lot of people be like, Well, when you propose, it's I, gonna like, be like is a it? So I'm I, so curious. I'm like, yeah. Do you have this plan? Will she know it's coming? I mean, will she so first caveat, I actually don't know if I'm ever gonna get married. Um oh. I like, and especially not right now. And I'm always that type of person where it's like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to marry, not sure if I'm going to have kids. Um, I love kids. Uh, I love the idea of love, but I also love the idea of my freedom and mm. this business. And this is special to me. Absolutely. And, you know, I could turn like 38 and like a like a switch flips in my brain. It's like, you want to get married and relaxed a little bit. And do, and so it could. I'll, I, I'm never one. I'm not like in absolutes where it's like, I'm never getting married. I'm never doing this. Totally. But I like my freedom and I like the flexibility that just, you know, I can just buy a plane ticket and go somewhere. or have a client that's like, we'd really like you to do this thing in Italy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And like, I don't want to have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Um, and so if if it does happen, yeah, like the first domino is going to fall like a year in advance and it's going to be like a Barney Stinson style con from oh, How I, I Met Your Mother. Like it. it's going to be that. But <laughs> in the interim, I would much rather just help other people mm. do proposals and do mm-hmm. spectacular things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm more interested in doing like, partnering with like a, an eccentric millionaire and creating some crazy wild like there's a million dollars or like a hundred thousand dollars in a chest oh, somewhere yes. and like this is go to this website and like follow this clues around the country or world i know I yeah do it. i know that'll be like the publicity stunt <laughs> if, I, if i ever have something to great. sell absolutely oh my gosh. I, I do every time i go to a new location i do a ton of scouting and 80% of it never gets used for the adventure because it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But there's always those places where it's like, that spot, that's going to be, this statue here is going to be, you know, they're going to decode a message and it's going to send them to, you know, Miami. So I'm going to incorporate every place I've ever done an adventure um, will be at least one of the stops. And that so it's all over so the U.S. Neat. and it's starting to be in other countries too. And so I'm hoping by the, by the time I, you know, continue this thing rolling, it'll be like a worldwide hunt to figure out where this hundred thousand dollars is or something like that. Yeah. That is so cool. So when you started this business and like the logistics and everything, like how did you know what to price? How did you know like what your worth was right away? Yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of us, even starting out like, Oh, Hey, I want to take photos or as small as that, or, you know, whatever it is, we don't really know. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, um, 
I remember it because I think back to the first the first adventure I did, and I'm I'm happy to talk kind of like basic pricing too, because it changes and it just mm-hmm. keeps rising. As you know, I'm I'm effectively booked out through June 2019, and so really wow. I could just I could raise my prices really high, and if somebody takes it, then like they take it, right? Totally. And if nobody does, they then I just lower it down. So uh, what I do is I charge a flat rate for myself. So I'm making the same amount if their budget is $4,000 or if it's $20,000. And I really like that because then it's like, there's no negotiation on this. Like if you, like now after this, it's like, what's your budget? You know, how much money do you want to go in this? And there's a lot of explanations. Like if you're going to drive yourself, it's free. If you're going to have a black car drive you around, it's probably going to be like, $150 150 to 300 dollars spending the day. If you have a helicopter take you somewhere, it's going to start around 1500 dollars. And I have done that. Helicopters wow. are awesome. So, a lot of it just depends on the budget that these people have um, for this adventure because you can do spectacular things for not that much money, but small budgets really hinder cuz it really sucks if you're like it would be so cool if we could pull this off, but it's gonna be $500. And at the very end, I basically just say like, "Hey, here's much how much it costs. Your budget was $5000." We ended up spending $4,600.92, so I'm billing you $4,600.92. Mm-hmm. So there's no, you know, it's it's such a weird concept of hiring a human being to, like, come puppet master a day for somebody. Yeah. But I like to keep it as transparent as possible. But in the beginning, it was just like, yeah, uh, I'll just charge you $350 flat. And then I'd realize, like, okay, well, I made... Fifty dollars because this cost this much, mm. and I had one I did for Valentine's Day. I'll never forget where his like the flat budget was seven hundred dollars, and they ended up spending like four hundred and ninety three dollars at Valentine's Day dinner because they just kept oh. buying wine. And I know that he didn't mean to like like do that. I think he was just like, well, they started getting drunk and they kept drinking. But then at the very end, I was like, oh god, I did a flat rate of seven hundred dollars, and like I maybe made. $20, right? Because between yeah. the drivers and the picnic and all that stuff. And so now it got to this point where it's like, all right, I'm making the same amount no matter what happens. Uh, if for some reason your budget's 5000 and we end up going over, I'm happy eating that cost because that's my bad. Most of the time what'll happen is somebody says, hey, this is my budget. It's, you know, like $4,800. Mm-hmm. And then as we're chatting um, and going through ideas and they realize like, oh, this is cool. Or, oh, can we add one more person to our small group? So it's five instead of six. If it goes to 6,000, that's okay. You know, and it's just kind of a verbal like, oh, this is okay. People feeling it out. But since I've gotten to adventure number 45 and you can go on the testimonials, a lot of people are okay being like, all right, like he's done 45 adventures. He hasn't screwed anybody over yet. Yeah, so like, totally. why would he do it now? Uh, and that, you know, I like what I do and I wouldn't want to risk that or the integrity of what I do by changing that. But really to answer the question, I started super cheap. And as I continue to book out, I would just slowly raise my prices. And I remember I'd raise my price to this much. And then I'd have that call with somebody and be like, yeah, this is my rate. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm good. All right, perfect. But okay, that was easy. Wow. And yeah. I started running into people that just, I mean, for lack of a better word, they have fuck you money, where it's just like $10,000 is nothing to them. And like $10,000 is like year altering yeah. for me. Seriously. <laughs> like, and, but they're just like, yeah, perfect. We'll just do it for like this random day for no reason. And I'm like, okay, most people that hire me, it's like proposal 30th birthday, like some huge moment right. where it's like might be two or three people pitching in or just like, it's a big day. 30th birthday only comes once. So let's make it huge. Um, but then others are just like, yeah, it's our like, you know, eighth wedding anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We're just like, we're just bored. I'm like, okay, I'll just try to do this. So it's about knowing your worth. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, 
it can be a little bit tricky. Uh, I know photographers because I hire photographers all the time and there's a great subreddit called choosing beggars and you always see like hey why don't you do this for free and you'll get exposure and you're like okay so you're telling me that like you're now going to tell your friends that I did this for free so I'll get a bunch of crappy people like you wanting my work for free when really like photographers should be making like usually it's about 300 to 500 dollars and I tell people because I'll consult all the time for proposals and it's like Go on Yelp or Google or whatever you want to do. Find a five-star photographer and pay them whatever they ask because your friend's cousin's friend that's in photography school and college is not going to be the same as someone like hanging upside down in a tree 20 feet away with a long photo zoom lens Mm -hmm. that then edits, you know, 200 photos and, uh, and so it's, it's important to be able to talk about what you do, but I think being booked out really helped me because now the conversation shifts to, do I even want to take you as a client? Do I want mm-hmm. to, you know, fly out there? Do you have the budget to do something that I want to do? And so I've just put myself in kind of a good position. That is so cool. And yeah. like, since you travel pretty frequently, do you actually get to enjoy like the places that you visit? Yes and no. Um, the tricky part is what happens is I'll, I'll try to, I always like to go out at least a week in advance because say the adventures on a Saturday, mm-hmm. I want to be in the area on a previous Saturday just to get the vibe of the location. Um, you know, or very early on when I wasn't able to do this, I would be like, all right, perfect. We're going to have this park or public square be a stop. And then we get there the morning of, and it's like, there's a farmer's market. <laughs> we have to figure something else out. So this helps me get the feel of how how the the route's going to go the day of. Um, The problem that I run into is as much fun as it is doing that, even if I'm two weeks out, like this adventure has to happen. I have to get inspiration, call the vendors that I'm going to use, hire the people, lock the things down and run the day. And then the next morning I wake up and I fly to a new location. So it always culminates with this stressful situation which is kind of frustrating because very rarely do I fly somewhere and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do nothing for a while. Like the moment I land, it's like, all right, day one, gotta, gotta go here. This is the starting address they put. This is the ending address. I'm going to drop down at the starting address and I'm going to walk or drive just beeline straight. And then I'm going to start doing like a circular, like a spiral outward from the starting, just checking cool locations and hitting spots that I've already researched online and locking that down. But very rarely do I have kind of downtime because even if I do, I might give myself a day, wake up, go to a coffee shop and I have, you know, 30 emails from potential clients or future things or just people with questions that are coming in. And mm-hmm. so it's juggling the business side and the artist side. But that's why it's December. I'm going to take a little bit of time, yeah. fly to some friends, actually go to places where I can relax. And my big goal with 2019 is to use this business um, as a basically a catalyst to help me check off as many bucket list items as possible. And so when I go to Hawaii, like I haven't booked my flight back yet, but I'm going to finish this adventure on Monday the 14th and I'm going to sit around in Kauai for two or three or four days and just do nothing. beautiful. I haven't gone, but I have a friend there. I I could probably connect you. Yeah, actually that'd be great. And I'm looking to hire people in Kauai too. So yeah, Yeah. if they need any money, I'm happy to pay them. So we should talk after that. Absolutely. Um, but I hear it's stunning. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Coffee's great. Oh, can't wait. You know? <laughs> I know. Kona Coffee. I mean, that's like the mainstream. Yep. I'm sure there's tiny little places too. Yeah. But and it's, I don't know, dude. You're going to love it. I know. But I'm going I'm, to Kauai. I have a contract I'm sending out to do a gay proposal in Milan, oh which would be, gosh. I know, that would be 
the jam. And so that after that, so cool. I've, I've had friends that are like, you don't have to pay for me to come out, but I'm just going to come with you. And I'm like, I'm going to put you to work the day of, but then afterwards. So after that, I'm just going to go to, you know, Switzerland. I'm assuming they, knock on wood, they they sign the contract, which totally. they, will, they will. Because, yeah, the Absolutely. conversations, the way it's gone is going to be fine. But so I'm just trying to, I'm finding clients now that can send me to the places where afterwards I'll actually take a day, mm-hmm. relax, try to check off one of those bucket list items uh, and enjoy the travel where this time it's just been like, go to New York. I have eight days figure out New York, somehow find inspiration, lock down the logistics, run the show. Next morning at five in the morning, I'm on the subway, going to the airport, flying to DC, on the ground again, and, you know, trying to work in between. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you just like nonstop work. Yeah. So do you have any balance of like how to take care of yourself or is there, do you have like a, a routine that you implement? I feel like a lot of... <laughs> A lot of entrepreneurs are either like grind, hustle, grind, hustle, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, they kind of like find themselves burnt out like mm-hmm. a week, a month, yep. a year later. Yeah. and Or some of them implement like um, routines in their day to really like take care of themselves. Yeah. I wish I could say that I had a daily routine. I don't. I should. But I don't. Oftentimes it's... Uh, I use a, what's called an Eisenhower matrix, which is a to-do list where you have mm, I've seen that, two yeah. columns, important, not important, two rows, urgent, not urgent. And so you're always knocking out the important, urgent box and then the maybe important, not urgent or yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, and I'm starting to feel it, which is why oftentimes I'll just block out where it's like I my next adventure, I'm kind of off for the rest of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's, what is it, November What's the date today? Today is the 14th. Yeah, so it's November 14th. The next adventure that I have is whenever the Reddit Secret Santa one is, which is nice because I haven't been matched yet. So I can't, I literally can't do anything for it except just come up with cool puzzle ideas that I might implement. Totally. So I'm using this time right now as a complete just reset. And I will be working, but it's kind of the fun work where it's like clients that are excited or I'm sending out a contract. Like that's kind of fun. It's not Mm -hmm. the toughest part about this job is going to a new place. And some cities are amazing, like San Francisco and Miami and New York. And some cities are not like Houston was just brutal and weirdly enough i didn't like denver denver just i know everyone's like denver's great yeah but i just like i couldn't find anything and sometimes like you go to san francisco and there's bronze plaques and statues and amazing little tiny little shops and these boutique places and weird people that are like i would love to help try to pull off this thing but you go to like houston and there's just nothing there except just like terrible roads and good like a good baseball team and so sometimes that's really difficult and i really glad to not have to worry about that for a while um it is important it's something that i really need to get better at because in my entrepreneurial groups i hear about that burnout where it's just like you wake up at 8 a.m and you're just kind of working until you go to bed and mm-hmm. i take time off and i go surfing i play a lot of video games but it's still always there and i do miss that time when i was working at yelp where i would just get off and they're like you're not allowed to work can't take your computer home so i just go home and like play rocket league or like get drunk on weekends <laughs> and i miss not like like literally not being allowed to do work but at the same time you know i 
barely ever wake up to an alarm anymore. Mm-hmm. I can just buy a plane ticket and go somewhere. Um, I have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. So there's some positives and definitely some negatives about the entrepreneurial life. And I'm sure you can mm-hmm. kind of understand this with your life, you know, doing this podcast. You're always trying to find people to bring on the podcast. You're always Absolutely. coordinating with the studios. You're always doing social media and doing the emails and the outreach and figuring out how to monetize, how to get the listeners, how to advertise. And, you know, you go on vacation in the back of your mind. It's like, well, I could be working because now that I'm not, that's less people that are following me on Instagram. That's less people that are potentially listening. So I'm still X ways away. Exactly. And so I've started trying to take Sundays completely off, just putting up a, hey, I don't work on Sundays, so Mm -hmm. I'll email you back on Monday. We'll see how that goes. But at the same time, it's still super fun and it's exciting. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That's really cool. You're kind of like this digital nomad. Like you live <laughs> yeah. that lifestyle without actually having to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's neat. That's that's really cool. You get to incorporate all the things that you love into what you do. And I think that's incredible that you found this like niche out yeah. of just an experience you wanted to create for somebody. Yeah, it's it's weird how well it's worked. Like it's weird <laughs> how, you know, I just people really resonate well and you know it's just if you put together a good product and you know you go on my site you can see the videos you can see all this you can see the testimonials like i polish it and polish it and polish it and i keep the prices low and i still get people there are always people like you charge too much every photographer has heard that like you charge too much and then the next person's like you don't charge enough and so it's just subjective but you put together a good product and you be honest and you be supportive and you be kind to other people and you know usually tends to work especially if you're really grinding it out i love that what's a piece of advice you would give to somebody who's a creative and an artist or someone who's looking to like, I don't even know where to start. And like, I don't like my nine to five job or whatever. (laughs) I feel like, you know, we've all heard different pieces of advice, whether it's from like people like Gary Vee or like, you know, or the other side of the spectrum. Um, or it's like Brene Brown, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, what's your piece of advice I would give to somebody? I think my piece of advice is surround yourself with, wonderful people. Uh, If you're looking to go that entrepreneurial route, surround yourself with other entrepreneurialistic people, people with those side hustles, because the first thing that you sacrifice, the first thing you sack when you you start a side hustle is your social life. Because, you know, now weekends are the side hustle, right? You still have your nine to five, you're actually making money, you're either losing money or making nothing, like a net neutral. And so if you surround yourself with other people that are part of this world, um, they can help inspire you both competitively in kind of a fun way. Like, what are you getting done today? And that my my friend, the co-founder, the guy who helped me start this, he has a wonderful business up in Portland. And I'm actually just going to go visit him because I found a cheap flight. Sweet. But we talk every day. Yeah. And we just, sometimes we just banter back and forth, talk about something stupid, talk about video games. Other times it's like, here's what I have in my pipeline. And I'm like, okay, I have this contract I need to sign. And then when I talk to him the next day, it's like, hey, did you send that contract? I'm like, oh, not yet. And he's like, dude, send the fucking contract. Yeah. So you surround yourself with wonderful people who are supportive uh, and potentially entrepreneurialistic, but um, really be aware of who who you put in your life mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes it takes really kind, genuine people to help you in like a moment of need with a huge thing where you hear a lot of the big startups are like, yeah, my, my friend or my parents just loaned me $10,000. Right. And like they just had someone in their life that was willing to loan them money or time or give them a place to sleep Mm -hmm. um, or help them in some way. And so I think the biggest thing is just surround yourself with good people. But if you want to start that entrepreneurial life, you're going to need to sacrifice some time. 
So true. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even have a life outside of this. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of it where it's like I'll I'll fly home to San Diego and I'll just blast all of my friends and I'll be like, I'm available in these next three days. If you want to see me, please reach out. I love that. I would love to. And it's kind of unfortunate because you realize there are a lot of people that just like don't make time for you or they'll they'll be like, yeah, "Yeah." they're like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, dude, I'm in New York right now. Mm -hmm. I told you when I was home and you didn't answer. So that's really tricky. Um, But yeah, you have to be willing to kind of, you know, sacrifice that social life to jump from the nine to five very very true i love that well before we close out the podcast i'm sure you're you're anticipating the question i'm going to ask you (laughs) so if you could have coffee and combos with anybody in the world who would it be dead or alive Mm -hmm. uh i would love to sit down with ellen degeneres yes I know. I love Ellen DeGeneres. She's like my spirit animal person. Um, She just is this catalyst for like hope and good and happiness and joy and exciting things. I do also have on my bucket list to get interviewed by Ellen. So that's going to be a whole. Well, not interviewed, but I want to interview her. Oh, nice. Well, Mm -hmm. I'll try to get on her show and then I'll just be like, hey, I get my friend down here. I need you to give her an hour, an hour (laughs) and a half, please. um, So, yeah. And she's just someone who I just am fascinated by. Like, how she managed, like when she started, you know, just by by being a, f- a female and also gay, which I would imagine are just two huge hurdles to overcome, mm-hmm. but also in show business and get the, like, you know, create this empire that she's created. And it's also an empire of joy and happiness and like creating these magical moments, spectacular things. And so it's just somebody that I take great inspiration from, love to pick her brain about her life and just like give her a hug. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I love that. She's definitely <laughs> on my list too. Maybe I'll kind of like hang out and have coffee comments together. I don't know. Yep. But I'm really, really thankful for you being here, well, making the time. And yeah, I would love before we, you know, close out the podcast, let people know how to find you, how to book you, how to you know, keep up with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, if you want constructedadventures.com, so it's constructed, past tense, adventures, plural, or if you just Google any variation of that, usually one of the things pops up. Um, I'm on Instagram is the one thing I'm kind of the most active on, but I'm not great at it. Um, Facebook and Twitter, it's all some aspect of at constructed underscore adventures or at constructed mm-hmm. ADV. But if you hit the website, it's kind of like the big launch pad for everything. Um, yeah, you can always email. If you, people, if you just have questions, you can always email me at chris at constructedadventures.com. My phone number's on there too. Uh, I do also consult. So if you just need someone, if you feel comfortable building your own proposal and you just need some help, always happy to do that. Or even if you can't afford me or don't want to pay, like you can give me a call and just be like, hey, is there anything I'm like forgetting when I'm trying to do this surprise party? And I can be like, really cool. don't do this. I've tried it. It's awful. Do this. <laughs> Here are my rules. Follow them. If you want to check in the night before, I'm happy to help you make sure that yeah. you can be successful. That is so neat. Yeah. I love that. Well, well thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me of on. This course. has been really, really fun. Yeah. And I do, I'm sorry, we didn't even get to talk about your cold brew. No, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a cold brew. There's an awesome little place called Tap Shack, I think. Yeah, Tap Shack in Ocean Beach. Oh, cool. And I, when I swung by, I was like, hey, I'm going to be in this place called Coffee and Combos. Can you tell me what I've been ordering for the last, like, two months? And apparently it's a one half, I'm reading this from a card, one half vanilla nut nitro cold brew coffee, one half bold brew with espresso Ooh, nitro wow. cold brew coffee. <laughs> 
Both are a 17-hour steep vanilla bean. I don't know, but it's spectacular. That's and insane. The place is so cool, and it's cute. It's, and it's like this little okay, outdoor. I've, I've yeah. driven by it going to Sam's house. Yeah, because you see the mm-hmm. little grass, the fake. Oh, so cute. Yeah, and I stopped there, so and now cool. I That's swear awesome. by this place. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you in the next episode.